الحمد لله وكفاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبلنا سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم human beings uh, have an inherent desire to to seek attention human beings have this inherent desire to want attention and today it's pretty clear because for many human beings at least today it seems that we are fully dependent on social approval and social attention and in fact that's the reason that human beings are driven to do many of the things that they're doing today so for example in today with social approval being such a driver we see that if we take a picture and post it of our family online and we want people to see it we wouldn't post that picture online if we knew that no one was going to look at it the reason we're going to post that image online is because we expect that people are going to look at it and make to have some response to it either an internal response or they give some sort of feedback in the form of liking or commenting you know if we knew if we didn't have a single follower on twitter we wouldn't spend hours thinking of some awe-inspiring message to post online because that wouldn't garner any attention and as a human being I have a desire for attention. And if I prepare an excellent meal even for instance, right? In this day and age, we sometimes think twice that should I even prepare this meal or not? Because if I don't have the ability to attract the attention of other people on this meal, then why should I be preparing it? meaning if i know that if i prepare this meal and i take nice pictures of it and i post it online it sounds funny but this is reality today i'll think twice if i know that i'm going to get 50 or 100 or 1000 likes based off of this picture then i'll actually prepare this meal i'm not going to prepare this meal otherwise because i as a human being i need attention and i want attention in some way shape or form so we've become so dependent on this in this day and age we've always been this way but it's been easier it's easier today than it was maybe 100 years ago for us to be able to attract the attention of people now for us as believers there's no being or no there's there's no attention that we should try to seek except for the attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the issue and an issue arises when there's competing forms in which we're trying to attract meaning it's not possible for me to want to attract the attention of people and at the same time want to attract the attention of Allah it's got to be one or the other it's not possible for me to try to do one these are competing interests meaning for instance it can't be that i'm going to uh pray for the sake of Allah but also pray for the sake of people for the attention of Allah and also for the attention of people it has to be one thing so inherently in the system and this design today of social approval and the need for the attention of people there's an inherent problem for every single believer which is i have to make a decision either i want the attention of allah or i want the attention of people it's not possible to have both but those believers who are truly 
in love with Allah only care about the attention of Allah. And the attention of Allah Ta'ala, the, the point here, the attention of Allah Ta'ala is sufficient to be able to fulfill that human desire and need of attention that I have. Does that make sense? Every human being has a desire for, has a need for attention. It's part of human nature. It's part of human nature. Now we've chosen to fulfill that need by acquiring and being dependent upon the attentions of others. And which is why so many people do so many good things today and they wouldn't even consider doing them had it not been for the likes and the approvals that they would get afterward. But the true believer is only concerned with Allah Ta'ala's attention because any other form of attention now becomes a competition for Allah's attention. And that's highly problematic. Now, the, the point of, of this, this isn't the topic that I was going to speak on today, uh, but it's, it's to bring a particular point. And that is that Allah Ta'ala's attention is the most important attention that we can ever receive and acquire. The question should come into the believer's mind is, how do I know if Allah's attention is upon me? How do I know if Allah's attention is upon me? Now, I know today, if I, if I want to know, are people's attention on me? It's easy. Now you can calculate it. You can get exact numbers. You can get exact values. You can get exact calculations that determine exactly how much attention I'm getting of people. Companies can do this. Corporations can do this. Uh, this is, uh, an individual can do this today. Someone who had no attention in two years develops a very powerful YouTube platform and all of a sudden the attention of three million followers is now on them. It's, you can calculate this. The question is, if I've decided that, look, I don't need the attention of people, I need the attention of Allah. How do I know if Allah's attention is upon me? How do I calculate that? Or how do I measure that? What are the signs of this? It's a very important question. There's many signs, but one sign in particular in which we know that Allah Ta'ala's concern with me and His attention is upon me is when Allah Ta'ala busies me with the service of deen. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps me busy and fills my time with service of deen. This is something that we can measure to determine do I have Allah's attention on me or not? Do I have Allah's attention on me or not? What do I mean? Look, there's many different ways that we can spend time today. There's many different places we can spend our wealth today. There's many different uh, efforts that we can put our energy into. And people are going in so many different directions. Now, we might think that I know Allah's intent, uh, this, and this is one of the deceptions of shaitan, I might think that because Allah has given me a home, because I have a nice car, because I have a nice family, because I have a nice salary, because I have good health, all of this is a sign that Allah's attention is upon me. But that's a misconception. Because it's possible that I don't have any of these things and Allah's attention is upon me. And it's possible that I have all of these things and Allah's attention is not upon me. In fact, the Qur'an mentions, you know, we know that the dunya, and, th and if, if we think in our mind that if I'm acquiring different comforts of the dunya, that's a sign that Allah loves me and Allah's attention is upon me, then we're deceiving ourselves. Because there are people who don't even believe in Allah, and Allah's giving them blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing, to the point where it makes us wonder, why is it that I'm worshipping Allah? Why is it that I'm, I'm, I'm striving for the sake of Allah, and I'm having to struggle to make ends meet, and I'm having to... Uh, struggle to, 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 to get a good job and I see all these other people who don't even care about Allah are getting all of these things 
In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala references this in a few places. And in one place he says that he's letting this happen. He's letting people who don't appreciate him and his greatness indulge however they want in this world. Is what the Quran says. So let them enjoy and, and take full pleasure for a short period of time. Go ahead and do whatever you want to do. Meaning, I don't have a concern for you anymore. You're, I've, you're, you've been forgotten. You've been for, a sign of you being forgotten is that you're getting whatever you want because it's just a short life anyway. Go ahead and enjoy the comforts of this world for just a few moments. So it's not a sign of Allah's attention if I'm getting all of these things. It's, it doesn't mean that it's a sign of Allah's inattention. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong here. But it's not a sign that Allah Ta'ala's attention is upon me. But what one of the signs is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps me busy in the service of his deen. That Allah ta'ala fills my time with the service of this deen. And then we can use this as a gauge for ourselves, right? If I look at my day, or if I look at my week, and I see that I hardly spend any time in the service of Allah, then I should begin to question, am I under the shade and the attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not? But on the other hand, if I see that I'm just so overwhelmed with trying to serve the deen of Allah Ta'ala, that's a sign that Allah Ta'ala is using me positively and His attention and His concern is upon me. So we should be thinking about this. You know, when Allah Ta'ala doesn't um, have concern, and I don't mean He doesn't have, He has concern for every human being. I, I, don't, don't misquote me. But when Allah Ta'ala has forgotten an individual, a sign of this is that he lets that person indulge in this world and waste their time away. But when Allah Ta'ala loves a person, his attention is upon that person, he keeps that person busy and busy and busy with the service of deen. So we should think in our own lives, how much time has Allah... Let me, put it, let me rephrase this. The question isn't necessarily... Um, there, there's one, one question is, am I spending time in the service of Allah? That's okay. That's a good question to ask. The other question is, is Allah Ta'ala filling my time with His service? And if He's not, what am I doing wrong that's preventing that tawfiq to be, to be given to me? What is it that I'm doing? Why isn't it that I have not earned the tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala to, allow, to become a, a servant of His deen and carry His deen forward? Is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that's lacking in my life that I have not been given that? Because the reality is, when Allah Ta'ala busies people with deen, it's not that they're necessarily seeking every opportunity. They may seek one or two, and then those compound and they build, and all of a sudden they realize they're drowning in the service of Allah. If you look at our ulama, for instance, our scholars, it's not that they were necessarily actively trying to fill every single moment. It's that they would take on a few responsibilities, and then Allah Ta'ala was so appreciative of this that he just filled their shoulders with more and more and more and more and more. He just kept filling them. And that's something to think about. Which is that, what is it, why is it that I'm not able to get this? What is it that's lacking in my own life? So we should be very mindful of this. We should recognize that this is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If his attention is upon us, he will keep me busy with those things that he needs to get done on this work, in this earth. Those things that are prophetic. He will keep me busy with that because we know that Allah Ta'ala's attention was on two groups of people more than anyone else in the history of the world. Number one was the prophets. And what was it about the prophets that was so special? They carried the work of Allah in this world. And he had, his attention was on them more than anyone else. In fact, the Quran is filled with stories about prophets. And the second group of people that Allah Ta'ala's attention was fully on 
were the companions around the Prophet ﷺ. And in particular, certain companions. Who? Those individuals that took the service of deen onto their own shoulders and they carried it forward. Meaning Allah filled their lives so that they could be busy with this. They weren't, and in particular, the Sahaba that are mentioned in the Quran or referenced in the major ahadith, meaning these are all signs of Allah's attention. These individuals in particular were those Sahaba that pushed the borders. They took the deen one step further. They took that prophetic responsibility that the Prophet had. They put it on their own shoulders and then they pushed the borders even, forward, for, uh, even more forward. And those are the individuals that we remember today. Now, for us, we should ask ourselves two questions. Number one is, <clears throat> can I get some water? The first question is, if Allah has blessed me with being busy in His service, serving His creation and serving His cause, then I should be grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do shukr. You know, sometimes we think that I'm so overwhelmed with all of these responsibilities that I have, and we begin to question, why am I doing this much? But our first response should be, Alhamdulillah, thank you, Ya Rab, because you've filled my time with those things that are relevant and necessary to advance your deen. And if, if you didn't fill this time for me, I would have wasted it or spent it in some other way, inevitably. I would have spent it on YouTube. I would have spent it on Netflix browsing all day. I would have spent it on some other mundane act. But you've chosen me to carry this prophetic responsibility. Only certain people are selected for this. Thank you, Ya Rab, and we should be fully immersed in shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The second possibility is that if we have not been given that blessing to have our time filled with the service of Allah Ta'ala's deen, we should make an effort to strive to fulfill our fill that time. It only takes a few steps in the direction of Allah Ta'ala for Allah Ta'ala to then take 10 steps toward us. We should try to pack our schedule in such a way that there isn't space for us to waste time. There shouldn't be space for us to waste time. We should beg from Allah that He fill our time in the way that He filled the time of the Prophets and the Sahaba. And we should beg that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst those that carry deen. Because that's a sign, one of the most important signs of the attention of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is far more valuable than the attention of any other person. And we've spoken about this before. The attention of people comes with harm. There's a possibility that if everyone's looking at me, there's a possibility they could be giving me the evil eye. There's a possibility that they could love me today and hate me tomorrow. That's pretty normal today. There's a possibility that I can make one mistake and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now looked at as the worst person on the planet. But the attention of Allah only comes with positives. And, we, and a person who appreciates the value of Allah's attention could care less about the attention of people. But today we're so bombarded with people who are seeking everyone's attention that we think this should be the norm. Now, when, I'm talk, when we're talking about Allah's attention, this isn't foolproof, meaning, you know, there's, 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 there's a couple of caveats. Number one is that just because Allah is keeping me busy with service of deen, there are some exceptions, and it's possible, you know, the Prophet ﷺ said that there are some people who Allah Ta'ala advances their deen, even though they're a fajr, it's a hadith. So it's a, there's a possibility, but those are pretty, those are exceptions. For the most part, people that are carrying the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala selected them. The second caveat is that sometimes we become so busy with carrying the work of deen that we neglect the core responsibilities that Allah has assigned to us. For instance, praying in the masjid, and we think we're too busy serving people that we can't come to the masjid. 
We're too busy serving people that we can't open our own Qur'an in our home. We're too busy serving other people that we neglect the, the needs of our, our own family. So sometimes it could, the, the, we have to be a bit careful with this. So I'm just mentioning the, is these exceptions so that we understand there's a balance here. But by and large, by and large, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention is on a person, He fills their time with service of deen, sometimes to the point where they're so overwhelmed with it that they can't find a window in their schedule where they can free themselves up. And I've seen this in the lives of my teachers. Now, you know, I wasn't actually planning to talk about this topic today, but er earlier in the week I had, uh, I had a short conversation with my sheikh and he said something that has just been ringing in my ears all week that I, I just had not been able to take out. And he was saying that in this day and age, it's very easy to pack a gathering with a lot of people. It's very easy. You can have some big speaker come, and all of a sudden you'll get 2,000 people attend a gathering. You can have some event somewhere in some nice setting, and you'll get a lot of people to come and attend. And that has its value. But he says that's not the end goal. The end goal is, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, that, that we, those, those are opportunities that transition us into service of deen. So that we're not just continuously going and entertaining ourselves with speech after lecture, after gathering, but rather we're using that and channeling that energy to then become someone who carries deen. And that becomes the end goal. And he said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's attention was on the Sahaba, and in particular the close Sahaba. Why? Because they pushed the borders, they pushed the envelopes of deen. They took it upon their shoulders and they moved it forward. And the Qur'an is filled with stories about these Sahaba and these Prophets. And I just kept thinking all week about this, that, you know, what exactly are we doing with our time as a community, number one? But even just myself, what exactly am I doing with my time? And why is it that there are so many holes in my time where I'm just being wasted? And more importantly, why is it that we are so entertained by, by these, these places and these gatherings and these retreats and these, uh, these, these seminars only to see that ultimately after the seminar is done or after the program is done, there's only a handful of people that are actually willing to take the deen on their shoulders and move it forward. Which means ultimately the majority of people are just interested in entertainment. <clears throat> so we should think deeply about this. And we should ask ourselves, again, that, number one, there's a few questions we should ask ourselves in summary. The first question is, am I seeking the attention of people or am I seeking the attention of Allah? That's the first question. The second question is, how do I know, if I am seeking the attention of Allah, how do I know if Allah's attention is upon me? How do I know if Allah's attention is upon me? And one sign that Allah Ta'ala's attention is upon me is that he's using me, no, he is filling my time with service of his deen. And if I find that I have free time, or that I'm not filled my, I've not filled my time with service of the creation of Allah Ta'ala, and the prophetic responsibility that was given to the Sahaba, and subsequently transitioned or transferred to certain select individuals, then what have I doing wrong that I've been deprived of this incredible blessing, i.e. the attention of Allah? And I should reflect upon this and I should ask that Allah Ta'ala use me in this way. And that every time I go to a gathering or I go to a khutbah or I go to a seminar or I go to a session, I don't think that that in and of itself is the goal. I think that my goal is to use that 
and create an energy within me so that when I go home, I now do the work that's needed to maintain deen for myself, for my family, and the ummah that's around me. That should be my attitude and that should be my approach. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the tawfiq. And, and, and one final point is that when we take care of, when we take the responsibility of Allah's deen on our shoulders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes responsibility for our needs on, our own, on His shoulders. And I, I don't mean literally, but Allah ta'ala takes that responsibility on. It's incredible that if I'm sitting there counting every single penny that's coming into my bank account and worrying about where is it going to come from and how am I going to make the next, how am I going to pay the next bill and how am I going to make sure that this is taken care of and I'm worried about groceries not, and if I'm constantly thinking me, 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 what I've essentially done is taken the responsibility of myself onto myself. But when I've taken the responsibility of Allah's deen on my shoulders, Allah Ta'ala takes responsibility for me and my family as well. So those things that just just overwhelm us, these mundane activities and worries that overwhelm us in this day and age, they no longer are of concern to me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq to, number one, seek his attention over the attention of anyone else. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to recognize the signs of his attention upon, upon us. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our time as much as possible with his, with his service and the service of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhira da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.